Well, hello everyone. Uh, we are here again and glad to be connected with those of you who are doing it live. We'll say now to those who end up getting this as a recording later on. We have, uh, we got a little delayed the last couple of uh, days and um, we'll try to be more timely with getting it on the day of, but we had a lot of activity that was being done here by those who put it up. So, um, you know, today's a big day. In a, we're going to do communion and have Elizabeth share a little bit on, on wisdom. But um, April 19th, it always uh, stands out to me big time now. Of course, it's famous for the shot heard around the world. And uh, in this day, on this day in history, April 19th, 1775, you know, there was a confrontation between, the numbers are interesting, 700 British forces, and 77 Minutemen, Patriots. And then someone took a first shot and the American Revolution was off and running and this day became etched in history. And then uh, many of you know as well, it's in, in a couple of our books, but in on April 19th, same day of 2007, while I was in Costa Rica, the First Nation, I was taking the Seven Mountain message to that very day is at eight o'clock at night, I began to speak into, uh, without knowing, uh, at that time I was not aware, April 19th, I didn't even know it was April 19th at the time, but just began sharing that this Seven Mountain message was a game changer, and uh, I knew it because of the supernatural way I received it, but it was finally a message that gave God the glory he is due here on earth about his possibilities and capabilities in the land of the living and there had been a phenomenon already everywhere I was sharing there during that trip that the power was going out. And so, again, as I started the message, I was explaining. I said, listen, revelation and electricity operate in some way on the same grid. And so when electricity hasn't heard something of revelation that it then hears, it can cause it to override. And so I made a statement at 8, 10 p.m. In fact, this message is so powerful that the sheer simple declaration of it could cause there to be uh, a national blackout. Um, and as soon as I said that, that's what happened. And the uh, power went out and it was a sign and one the Lord said, don't ever forget that the message will be opposed, especially by the old guarders. Believing I'll be great in the future, but not a lot about believing I'll be great here in the land of the living you on know, earth. A few of them just popped on, so they caught the tail end of that. He's telling um, a, a story of something that happened 14 years ago in the nation of Costa Rica when he first on this date um, 14 years ago he told I thought it was actually 13 was 13 years ago he 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 was speaking in in Costa Rica and shared for the first time in another nation the revelation God had given him about impacting the seven areas of culture and that's when he's talking about the power went out it was Absolutely as a sign and amazing as a sign and wonder because the lord said don't forget this day that was an unusual uh sign and wonder and of course i never have um forgotten and then somebody we had a friend um a prophetic friend that helped connect the dots later on he says johnny do you realize the day that happened was the same day that the american revolution kicked off and in the spirit you know for me that was a shot heard around the world it was a, a point a kickoff point for understanding the power of this message that just to declare it would uh, override every other power that was part of the message from the lord I, I i have power over every other power here in the land of the living 
not just a good future God. And so it, uh, you know, today in the spirit, things seem ripe uh, for another shot heard around the world. We're still fighting. There's always next levels of freedom. And, um, uh, you know, who knows what could happen in the spirit. Often these, in both these American shot heard around the world stories that I'm telling you, it wasn't known at the moment that that was the shot heard around the world. It's only in hindsight. And who knows if a day such as today, there could be another shot heard around the world that releases us into the next level of of uh, uh, freedom, a revolution. That was, both of them really were, the Seven Mountain Message is a message of freedom, freedom on earth from um, the strongholds of the enemy in every area of society that he is capable of doing that. So we're going That's to... Good. Uh, yeah. One quick thought on that. Yeah. Um, that's also the expression from the poem written about Paul Revere. Um, well, that's what it's from. Paul Revere was had to do with that American. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And so there was a poem written about Paul Revere after the fact, one if by land, two if by sea. And it ended up being two by sea, meaning they're coming quicker they're not taking the long route. They're taking the quick route. And I think even that prophetically just speaks over us today. Like, like things are going to happen uh, quicker rather than slower in, in what God is doing. I like that. And we are ready. We're prepared. And God has made sure of that for each one of us. So everybody be a minute man. It means you're ready in a minute. That's why they're a minute. In 60 seconds, you're ready for whatever rallying that needs to take place. Instant and, uh, in season and out of season. We've had too many people, minute men for the rapture. And you only need about five seconds to prepare for that. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's not next. Um, we have a kingdom revolution on earth, and that's what we get to partake in. So let's go ahead and take the bread and... Um, that represents the body of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you again for your body that was given for us. You came in the flesh. You gave everything. You gave it all from your first breath as a baby until your last one. Um, when you said, it is finished. And we thank you. It is finished. You paid fully the price. And we are just in progressive awakenings to how we receive your kingdom, how we activate next level operations of the lamb's agenda and so we agree with the lamb's agenda for us today for our nation in jesus name all right let's also take the cup it represents the blood of jesus again lord we lift this up to you and we recognize the wholesale price that was paid by you through your own body, willingly giving yourself to be brutalized, really, when you had 10,000 angels, probably 10,000s of 10,000s, the original on that, standing by, ready to stop, stop it. But you willingly gave of yourself, and you did not just so we would have eternal security we say that was a big part but you also had an interest on planet earth your kingdom would come your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. And we take this towards that Lord and we ask for an acceleration. Even as Elizabeth mentioned, there's uh, a quickening. There's two lights ready to go. And um, we agree with that. And we ask for your power to come on us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So yesterday I mentioned um, just feeling stirred to focus on Holy Spirit headed into um, Pentecost. And I'm sure you're all aware that 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus is... Um, is Pentecost. Pentecost and it's the day that um, we remember that the Holy Spirit came and one of the most impacting um, moments in a movie that I've ever watched before was when I watched The Passion of Christ Mel Gibson's movie and at the towards the very end I mean I'm not giving anything away because you all know he resurrected from the dead <laughs> but in the movie where he you see him stand up in the tomb and just prior to that you know you'd watch the crucifixion and you had watched him sit with his disciples and tell them to be known for their love for each other and he demonstrated it by the way he loved them and he um, you know put a towel around his waist and washed their feet and just the intimacy that he had with them and I remember in that movie just feeling so powerless because as I watched it all play out and just really, it just undid me and I could identify literally with everyone in the movie except for Jesus. You know, I, I identify with him in that I love him and I, I was impacted by watching that play out, but I just saw myself in each of the, the other characters, like doubting him and being confused and feeling powerless and just all of it. But there was such hope, like like I knew where it was headed when he stood up in the tomb, because I'd read scripture, that he was going to ascend and send the Holy Spirit back to them that would come and then empower them with the same exact level of power, nothing less than literally what quickened his body back to life and there's just so much in that and yeah. I think of um, the Holy Spirit is wisdom personified and when you think of what you know wisdom can tend to get watered down like other spiritual words we use and it can kind of be a word that we typically use in place of when we're trying to talk somebody into doing kind of like the more safe thing. Well, just be wise, you know, have wisdom. And so you think of kind of wisdom as this balance in your life. It's like you doing your part, part, you doing the, the cautious part. And, and it can be, um, but it's certainly not that. Yeah. And, um, and, so I, you know, probably a year or so ago, actually I'm looking at my date, it was two years ago, year and a half ago, that I started delving into this part of the Holy Spirit, Him as wisdom, and 
if you're familiar with wisdom scriptures, you know, you think of um, in Proverbs, there's just countless scriptures about wisdom. But the interesting thing about wisdom and the way that it's mentioned in Proverbs is it's mentioned as almost like a person. Wisdom cries aloud. Wisdom beckons you. Wisdom, you know, give give attention to wisdom. A wisdom will instruct you, etc. And so I've just always been raised to um, and taught from young to think of wisdom as uh, the Holy Spirit. And you know, just a side note before I forget, um, finally talked our daughters into watching the Chosen videos, um, a couple of them, and they are like binge watching and they're watching them a second time because it's so impacting. Um, it's these little short um, programs, like the story, different stories from Jesus's life. And again, as I watched those, I was just so impacted again by like the importance, like the Holy Spirit is the difference maker. And I think it's, um, if it's prophetic at all, that during this time of quarantine, we went through Passover, then I believe it is equally prophetic right now that we pay attention to the season of us coming out of quarantine and headed into the season of celebrating Pentecost. And, um, you know, what you focus on, you make room for. What you look at is where you head. And mm -hmm. so I think it's important to be intentional with heading towards, um, in an intentional way, an increase in our relationships with Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because he's, you know, we've all taught, talked about a great awakening spiritually in our nations. We've all talked about... Um, being prepared for something in this hiddenness. We've talked about going into the promised land, crossing over um, the Red Sea and, and being prepared for something really specific. And then in the natural kind of reflecting all of that, there's this awareness that we need wisdom right now more than ever collectively and as individuals because we've never been this way before. Mm -hmm. We've never had to restart an economy. We've never had to come out of our houses in the face of such like lack of clarity on what we're actually walking out into. What yeah. are we walking into financially? What are we walking into health-wise? What are we walking into on the deep state side of things? I, you know, we just don't know. So we're more dependent than ever before. I believe with every generation, we are more dependent than ever before on a relationship with Holy Spirit, a living, breathing, moment by moment, being led by Holy Spirit, walk with the Father. And there, it wasn't just this side thing that there happened to be a Trinity, a Father, a Son, and a Holy Spirit. We're going to understand for all of eternity why they are three in one, but but surely we know we know one thing to be true. Holy Spirit is just as important as our Father and as Jesus the Son. So um, I guess I'm just feeling challenged and wanting to provoke you as well to taking this next, you know, I guess we're what, 
40-something days into focusing on your relationship with Holy Spirit and practicing um, what it looks like to walk moment by moment, hand in hand with wisdom personified. So um, I want to just take a few minutes and read a few things to you related to that. Um, of course, the scripture from Proverbs, and it's actually not just in Proverbs. There's Proverbs 1, 7, Proverbs 9, 10, Proverbs 15, 33, Psalm 111, 10, Isaiah 11, 2, and Isaiah 33, 6. All of those scriptures say the same thing. They say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So it's said multiple times throughout scripture. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of wisdom. And then... Um, there's a scripture in Ephesians 1, starting with verse 17, that'll sound very familiar to you. And I want to read this. And then over the next days, I just want to begin to break that down. And I feel like it'll stir some thoughts in Johnny as well that he'll want to contribute. Um, but it says in Ephesians, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. There's so much in that. And that's a scripture that, you know, if you were raised in the church, you've probably memorized. You've heard it so many times. It's very easy to like get um, where it, it doesn't really strike you in a particular way because it just kind of all runs together. You've heard it so many times. That's how it, it has been for me. And so when I took time to really delve into different aspects of this, it came alive to me in a new way. But I want to go back to breaking down. We'll come back to that that those verses in the days to come. But I wanted to go back to the scripture I started with. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and just, just break into that a little bit. Um, when I studied into each of the words, fear um, and wisdom, I got some different definitions that I pulled together based on the original um, Greek and the original, um, just from the dictionary, from our dictionary. So fear means morally, to revere, like your morals um, or morality, morally to revere. And then morally means with reverence to the principles of right and wrong behavior. 
being ethically right. So your ethics, your morals, your principles of what guides you into being what is right and what is wrong. Um, to revere, because again, fear means morally to revere. To revere means to feel deep respect or admiration for something. To feel deep respect or admiration for something. And then wisdom, the word wisdom, to be wise in your mind, word, or actions. Having or showing experience, knowledge, and good judgment based on what you've learned. So wisdom, to be wise in mind, word, or act, action. Having or showing experience, knowledge, and good judgment based on what you've learned. I... I love the fact that Holy Spirit, as wisdom personified, gives us access to things that we haven't personally learned by experience. We can step into a level of wisdom that we didn't pay the price to get. He has given each of us through the Holy Spirit access to literally the experiences of Christ himself. I believe that's how we can take on the mind of Christ. Um, so then going back to that, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I will break it down like this based on the definitions I just gave you. So if fear is to morally revere and the fear of the Lord, it means we are, Wisdom for us begins when we, we're not like scared of God. Mm -hmm. It's not about being scared of him. There is an awe and a, whole, a reverence of his holiness and an understanding that he literally holds our life in his hands mm -hmm. that should strike some level of, of a healthy fear in us. Yeah. But... I don't believe that's what this is referring to. The fear of the Lord, I believe, is refer referring to a reverence and a deep respect and admiration for the morality and the ethics of God. It's being in awe and in wonder at how morally and ethically correct our God, our Creator, is. It's having reverence to his principles of right and wrong. It's not like I'm scared. It's like, wow, he is the most just and perfectly balanced. If you're going to speak of wisdom as being in balance, he is the most perfectly ethical, balanced um, God. And when we talk about him as wisdom we're we're focused on an awe and a reverence of his good judgments of his ability to look at any one of our our spirits our lives our situations and scenarios that we live in and he is always 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 going to do the right thing by us he's always going to do the right thing by us and he keeps his word and he is um his standards are right and just and equal and fair. And not only that, but then he goes further than that and he rigs the system by sending Jesus and making atonement for all the ways we, we can't measure up, even if we're willing to try our very best. And he makes it all only 
for our good. And so I want to, um, I have 10 major points that I've written down about wisdom and honestly we could take one a day and I'll probably just do that. So I just want to make maybe one of those first 10 points and then give Johnny some room to add anything that, that this stirs in you. But um, one of the notes that I wrote here was, wisdom can and should be based on not only what we've learned for ourselves, but also what we've learned from others. So when you're hungry enough to walk with the Lord and want to know Him and want to know His voice and you're needing His input in your life, you, you humble yourself enough to listen to His voice anywhere it will come through, whether it's through another person, maybe even a person who doesn't know God. Like God can speak through anyone. Maybe it's through, like Johnny, he gets stuff from sports teams and scores and, you know, license tags. He doesn't, it's, he's not trying to do that because it's like a way of life. It's just indicative of how hungry he is to hear from his father. And so part of wisdom is not just drawing on your own experiences and your own knowledge and the, and the things that God has spoken to you directly, but it's being willing to hear it through others as well. I think that even connects us to the whole um, Chronicles 2020 for this year of listening to the voices of his prophets. Well, thank goodness we don't just have prophets who speak for God right now in our generation. We're all um, called to be prophetic. And so you can... You can hear him through anyone who's, especially those who are willing to speak on his behalf right now and just be hungry for it. I feel like that hunger is just, has risen more in our time hidden in our homes because we've had more time to go online and read what other people are writing and hear what other people are saying. And it's so good and so healthy. But that's the difference between true godly biblical wisdom and what the world presents as wisdom. The world says Wisdom begins in yourself. The world says that that it 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 doesn't it's it doesn't lead you back to if if the let me just back up. God is Alpha and Omega. Everything begins in Him. Everything ends in Him. And so, if you make a statement, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Then I believe you can conversely say that wisdom, when you find it points you back to the fear of the Lord. So when you recognize something that is wise, it should push you back towards, um, wow, an awe, a reverence of the morality and the ethics, the righteousness of our God, his good judgments. And, and yet the world's kind of wisdom points us back to ourselves and it causes us, if we feel wise, then we feel more independent. I should, if I'm wise, then I should rely more and more on myself. If I've grown in my own knowledge and experience in life or in my areas of expertise, whether I'm a doctor or an engineer or I'm good at finances, the more I learn, the more experience I have, the more wisdom I feel like I have, therefore, the more I depend on myself. That's when you know it's a worldly wisdom and in fact, it's not wisdom at all. And um, so the, the point that I want to leave you with is 
and I, I love how Johnny has said this over the years. Wisdom is utter dependence on God. Wisdom is surrender to how dependent you actually are on God. And so the wisest among us is the most dependent on God. And those that are most dependent on God are wise. And you cannot find, truly find wisdom without the fear of the Lord, that reverence and that awe for his ways. And you cannot find the fear of the Lord without surrendering to the fact that you don't have wisdom within yourself. And I think that's what it means to grow up and mature. It means I am utterly dependent on God. And we see that modeled in our hero, Jesus. We're told that Jesus didn't do anything unless he saw the Father doing it. And he partnered moment by moment with the Father. And through the Holy Spirit who descended on him, he was able to understand what the father was doing any given moment and what he felt and what he thought and what he was focused on and then jesus just literally mirrored that in his day-to-day relationships here um in his lifetime it's good really good really good well uh, just a couple uh uh, obviously comments one on the fear of the lord it's always an interesting topic to get into and try to explain what it is and what it isn't and I think it was uh, good Elizabeth was pointing out about his ways um, here and I think perhaps here on earth for you know 99.99 percent it's it's about his ways here and I think in heaven uh, there's the it's about his presence and there's and we have the example from scripture itself of those who encountered him they were highly uh you know they were God's leading spiritual man of the day, whether it's Isaiah or Moses, whoever. But there's like when you encounter him, there is a, uh, a being undone. It's an it's a it's an unexplainable awe that comes upon you. We see this the reality of around the throne room out of Revelation that the twenty four elders and uh, you know they're in a constant mode of casting their crowns. It's not because they're they're casting crowns before. The lamb and the four living creatures, there's holy, holy, holy. There's something about him so other than us. And we can call it holiness and and it would surely be covered by, by holiness. But so much more than that, you know, it's not because uh, there's not a fear of him in the sense, oh, I've been sinning because they don't sin in heaven. So the 24 elders, four living creatures, they're not, they're not giving him all this honor and glory and bowing down because oh no i'm undone because i'm a sinner and and he's not mm-hmm. it is that there is there is something about him so other than us and so i say i suppose in a way you know for our application as well kind of the opposite or the opposite idea of the fear of the lord is uh, being too familiar with the lord and um and that's something you know we know we're trying to be, get closer to him. We want to know him, and he wants to know us. My sheep know my voice, and Jesus loves the little children. He wanted, you know, if there's anything about how God was represented to us through Jesus is his desire for us to uh, come close to us, and he'll come down to our level, and, and, and there's nothing about him that desires us to be standoffish to him. And so the fear of the Lord is not 
well, I want you to be standoffish, but nor does he want us to be too uh, familiar. You know, he is, he is God, and um, and so we have to be able to embrace this whole picture of what the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom. And then, last thing, you know, I think you briefly mentioned it, Elizabeth. There is, um, when the children of Israel did cross over into their promised land. Uh, they were given an instruction. This one was the crossing over of the Jordan. And this whole season we're in right now is a crossing over. We've emphasized the crossing of the Red Sea, but it was designed to then quickly cross over the River Jordan. And the instruction was, uh, they were used to following the Ark. The Ark was the presence that would be represented by the Holy Spirit for us uh, today. And Holy Spirit's definitely, if anything, the priority for us today because it was the helper sent from the Father to practically help us, give us comfort, advice, truth, moving forward. So if there's any prioritization of the Trinity, it would be the Holy Spirit because of the, the wisdom for the situation that he can bring, the applied understanding um, for the moment. But they were told, you know, follow 2,000 cubits behind the ark. And it's just interesting. I was thinking as Elizabeth was talking. And um, it said, because you have not been this way, you have not been this way before, therefore go 2,000 cubits behind the ark, the presence, the presence, the, you know, the ark that held the presence of God. And there is an application that we've spoken into, uh, you know, you're going to come, the church is going to come alive, 2,000 a cubit, the, the number 2,000 representative of 2,000 years after Jesus, there would be. Uh, an awakening of who we would we would come, and that's all wise and good, but very practically for them, and I think the application for us, we're going into this new season, and again, with where where you can feel it, uh, you can, it's all going to be turned back on here um, very soon, and we're in process. It's happening, you know, in different cities and states are beginning to do so, even as we as we talk, and so. And as Elizabeth was saying, there's, you know, even how do we move forward, ministry, business, everything. And there's an aspect of, um, you know, again, the application for the children of Israel for 2,000 cubits to come behind. Why, why would that be? And it was like, it, there may be some twists and turns that aren't going to be as naturally logical as you thought so quickly. So give yourself time to, you know, the 2,000 cubits is like, Give yourself time to process what just happened in the direction he just headed for and give yourself the capability of responding to that new directive. And so I agree, this, this time of, of wisdom, waiting on wisdom, knowing he is there as wisdom, the Holy Spirit is there as wisdom, and the proper processing, not, it means you can't just presume, you know, that while they're going through the wilderness, they weren't, they didn't say, they, they got no instructions to stay 2,000 cubits behind but promised land it's like um, be just back far enough so you can stop process reorient yourself and not just go on what you think is your even your spiritual instinct so anyway this is all very good we, we did it a little longer uh to, today perhaps it goes with being sunday no it's just it's just <laughs> what happens sometimes we have shorter times sometimes we have uh longer times but um we're glad to be able to uh, share together with you and hear um, from from you all. Any, yeah. any last words there, Elizabeth? No, just um, as as you start learning things about wisdom, 
uh, and Holy Spirit over this time, just feel free to be prepared to drop it in the chat and um, love to hear back from many of y'all as well as we start breaking this down more. I'm excited about getting to delve into it more with you guys and have a lot more to unpack related to it. So um, we love y'all and just keep having an awesome day and we'll be with you tomorrow. Right on. Blessings, blessings.